Listener Production. US stocks fade as signs of economic growth moderating weighed on sentiment. And Aussie shares expected to fall on Tuesday ahead of the Reserve Bank's meeting. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday, the 6th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, big day. RBA day. It's exciting, uh, isn't it? It's First always Tuesday a, of the month. Indeed. Always it's, gets the juices flowing. <laughs> I'm always reminded by visions of a lamb roast when I hear that expression. A conversation around higher interest rates is always something that animates the conversation. So that's what we'll uh, be focusing on a little later in the conversation. But Ryan, in terms of what we saw on Wall Street last night, uh, for me, what's interesting is that, you know, after you've seen some really important events of the nature that we've seen in the last couple of days, it's really important to look at the price action. And I thought today was quite interesting the broader market, the S&P 500, was trying to push ahead. Then it kind of gave up the ghost midway through the session. It fell by around 0.2 of a percent at its best. Look, it wasn't necessarily you know taking everyone's breath away. It was only up by around 0.4 of a percent, but finished not far off its lows when it was uh, down by a third of a percent at its worst levels. Do you call that a day of consolidation today, given the news that we saw? Well, the S&P 500 doesn't seem to be able to break through the 4,300 level yeah. at the moment. It's a bit- It's got a bit of a, of a ceiling on it there, hasn't it? It's a technical barrier indeed. And while we have seen major debt and banking fears dissipate, what comes next really hinges on the US Federal Reserve's target for bringing down inflation. So markets would appear fairly priced if the central bank acknowledges that 2% is the wrong target, Tom. Mm. There's a lot of bearishness around the market at the moment, but given how much has been thrown at investor sentiment, I think things are holding up reasonably well at this stage under the circumstances. Well, what we're seeing at the moment really is a focus more on the economic outlook now. Mm. So we did get an update from the Institute for Supply Management, otherwise known as the ISM last night, Tom. Indeed, an important organisation that produces this monthly survey of activity as far as manufacturing and activity in the services sector. Ryan, probably amongst the most important reports in the monthly schedule of economic data. It is. And last night we got the update on services. So services activity has been very buoyant over the course of the last few months. And what we did see, though, was that activity ease a little bit down to 50.3. So it's a very modest expansion in the services sector. It's just on that boundary between where uh, the measure is improving or contracting. That that 50 mark is the uh, 50 the, is the all the important line in the number. Sand. Yeah. Indeed. And so we did see a moderation there and it was the lowest level this year. So that really does point to a slowdown taking place in the United States economy at the moment. But the other thing to note was there is a big focus on inflation numbers within that survey, Tom. And I suppose that's a, a very good point that you make, Ryan. There's a variety of measures like this that have shown those internal measures of inflation actually moderating quite considerably. It's actually been quite positive news. Well, what we did see was new orders slow, which wasn't positive news, but the measure of prices paid by businesses for inputs fell to a three-year low. So that really supports the case that those supply chains are starting to heal, but also the pressures on business to lift prices, which are passed on to consumers, are also easing. So business costs are also coming under some control on the back of that. So that will support the US central bank's fight to tame high inflation. 
Yeah, so to just paraphrase what Ryan just said in relation to the cost pressures that businesses are experiencing, if you see that picture pick up momentum, then that is actually quite encouraging as far as margins are concerned for uh, organisations. So that is uh, seen as being obviously quite positive. So, yeah, I, I suppose in terms of uh, the broader picture today as well, what stood out for me, Ryan, was the breakdown of the KBW Bank Index. So it's actually started the month off quite nicely. Over the first couple of days of the month, that index was up by around 6%. But today, it fell quite steeply at the open. It was down by 2.25%. That's a decent fall. It was down by about a percent at the close. And a contributor to that weakness in that index has been a conversation suggesting that US banks might perhaps have to raise more capital to improve their or their capital position. And this comes at the hands of an important report. The uh, FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, uh, has released a, a report and uh, this belief stems from that document. Well, we did see the announcement that large US banks may have to boost their capital by an average of 20%. And that applies to banks with at least 100 billion US dollars in assets. So what we did see on the back of that, Tom, was pressure applied to JP Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs. Their shares were down by up to 1%. Worth pointing out as well that there was a variety of banks that were down between 1% and 2%, which weighed on the index. Wells Fargo amongst them, Bank Corp, Key Corp, uh, Co America. So the interesting thing is, I, I had a bit of time to delve into that FDIC report. So for people who aren't familiar with the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, this is actually an organisation that was founded out of the banking crisis in the Great Recession. It was an act of Congress that was passed so that basically the deposits in banks were insured. It was a very modest sum at the beginning. Now it's actually, I think, $250,000 is what in deposits are insured uh, up to over and above that is interesting because uh, over the course of the first quarter, deposits in US financial institutions fell by $472 billion, which is a massive amount. But most of that decline was in uninsured deposits, so above the $250,000 threshold. And it turns around the fact that interest rates are rising, Ryan, so th it becomes more attractive then to seek out uh, things like T-bills and treasury notes and interest-bearing instruments that are giving you a better rate of return rather than what you might get on your money if it's just sitting around in a dusty old bank account. I probably shouldn't say things like that, but uh, that's the reality of it. The banks weren't happy about the announcement, of course, they were and missed. they're facing tougher standards in the wake of the regional banking which is what you would expect. That's that's the natural course of events, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And they argued that the capital rules go too far and will hinder economic growth. Exactly. So that's, in a nutshell, an explanation of why US financial institutions were a little bit weaker as far as Wall Street was concerned. You know, obviously, when you see those sorts of trends in the US, you wonder, okay, what does that mean for our market? But it's pretty clear that our banks are in a a pretty solid position. Fine fettle. Indeed. The other thing last night, Tom, was Apple. It uh, was yes. at its annual Worldwide Developers Conference and all the Some nice geeks new products, out there, yeah. the tech guys, they were Fizzed sitting up. in front of the TV and <laughs> getting very excited with their monster 
beverages. And Apple announced its new $3,499 Vision Pro, its Mac Mixed Reality headset. Its first new major product since 2014. Yes. Well, this is the sort of, I suppose it's a bridge to the future, isn't it? This type of product. I'm it is. It's fascinating. Like, I mean, if you want reality, you just go outside. Why do you need to sit inside with some goggles on? Well, users can use their eyes and hands to navigate through apps and search with their voices. It sounds very exciting, doesn't it? Is. It is. It's terribly exciting. And what we did see, Tom, was Apple shares did hit a record high, but did fall 0.8% during the course of the session. So I suppose, you know, I'm making light of having augmented reality when you can just go out and sort of, you know, uh, experience it yourself. But the important thing for organisations at the moment is to have some sort of a growth lever that dials into this AI augmented reality thing, you know, something that leverages off this very large growth driver if you're um, you're either in or out almost. It's, it's almost a binary outcome to some extent, isn't it? Well, it is. We also saw last night, Tom, Tesla shares added 1.7% after the electric vehicle maker's sales of Chinese-made cars in China jumped in May in a sign perhaps that the Chinese economic recovery is getting some traction after we saw the better-than-expected Kaijin services numbers <laughs> yesterday. Well, and, and that was important, seeing those um, better numbers out of China. But also, uh, interesting with those figures, Ryan, is that there's been a lot of disquiet in relation to EVs in China because of the removal of Chinese subsidies. And there were concerns about what that might mean uh, for demand for the cars themselves. But it reverberated throughout the whole ecosystem, you know, lithium uh, miners were also in- impacted by that as well because of concerns about reduced demand. So they are actually some rather important numbers that we just heard about. So what we did see overnight was the Dow Jones falling by 200 points to 0.6%. The S&P 500 was down a touch 0.2% and the tech EV NASDAQ was down 0.1%. Our market today is expected to open lower by 38 points or 0.5% with the Reserve Bank's meeting in focus, Tom. Indeed, as always, an interest rate decision is important where currencies are concerned and the Aussie dollar to that end has been bit up overnight. It's trading at around 66.2 US cents. So up from that 66 US cent mark, and this largely turns around a a pretty decent pullback in the US dollar overnight, which turns around that uh, more moderate pace of activity that we saw in these uh, ISM figures. And we did see quite a good night on commodity markets on the back of that weaker US dollar. We did see the US oil price up by 0.6% after the Saudi announcement that we talked about yesterday with those production cuts. Gold was up 0.2% to 974.30 US dollars an ounce. And iron ore futures continued to lift up 1% to 107.38 US dollars a tonne on speculation of fresh policy measures to support China's property market. And of course, the event du jour, the RBA's decision on interest rates at 2.30. Ryan, uh, the CBA's view is that the RBA will be on hold today, but there are a lot of different views out there. Given the decision is likely to be a close one, a 25 basis point hike will not be a surprise, Tom. But whether it's a pause or a hike, the accompanying statement will be hawkish, keeping the door open for future tightening in our view. Of course, we have seen a mixed run of data over the last few weeks. Unemployment has increased. We've seen quarterly wages growth, which was weaker than anticipated. Retail trade was soft, but the monthly CPI or the inflation indicator did print stronger than expected. So it'll be fascinating. And the the thing is that um, given that run of news, which is suggestive of 
getting cover for, for higher interest rates, uh, coming months are still very much in play as far as this story is concerned. Well, markets are anticipating at least one more hike to 4.1%, whether that happens in June or July, or as markets are expecting, probably August after the June quarter consumer price index is released, uh, is debatable. It's always an interesting day when the RBA is handing down an interest rate decision. So uh, have a great day. We look forward to chatting to you again tomorrow morning. Ryan, thanks for hanging out this morning. Look forward to 2.30pm this afternoon, Tom. Indeed. Be sure to tune in to Stevie and Laura this afternoon with the Comsec Afternoon Market Update. And if you're so inclined, leave a review. Tell us how we're going. Thanks very much. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.